Welcome, everybody, to Books with Cooks, a podcast for bookies and foodies. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. And we're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. And I love to cook. And I cook to survive. We'll be reviewing, analyzing, sometimes overanalyzing, and discussing the books we're currently reading, as well as new and old recipes from our kitchen to yours. By the way, we're real people with real families. So you may hear cats, dogs, birds, babies, and husbands. So enjoy that bonus material. Now let's get booking and have a tasty chat. Listeners, stick around at the end of this episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Hey, 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 listeners. If you're enjoying our podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred streaming service to help us reach more listeners and spread the word about our podcast. All right. So we just want to introduce a new segment on our Thursday episodes called Harpoon That Tune. Can you guess a tune within five seconds of hearing its intro? We want to know. If you can guess, reach out to us via email or message us on our socials with the answer to be featured in an upcoming episode and grab a chance to be entered in an upcoming giveaway. Today's tune is... Welcome back. Hope you got a good snack. Hope it don't cause too much plaque on your teeth. Welcome back, everybody, to our snack. <laughs> on your teeth. On your Hi. teeth. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Hey, Jess, what's going on? <laughs> oh, not <Nothing> much. Uh, <laughs> I hope you brought a good snack. I have some. Oh, man. Some, uh, what, what's it called? I'm trying to look. I cut, I cut half the bag off to make it easier, but it's the salt and vinegar chips. Because I had them left over from when uh, I had Rob's family over a few weeks ago. Nice. Yeah. How about so you, you? You came back to your snack. To my snack. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, I have honey wheat pretzels. You know, the twists. The, the braided ones from Utz. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. They're delightful. And mm-hmm. uh, and I'm drinking a Red Bull. As nice. usual. I have my coffee. It's an iced one today with some amaretto. Nice. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like you're an amorette. Oh. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I hope everyone had a great Halloween. Hope you didn't fill up on too much candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you had a great time. Oh, well, I was I was away. It was a fantastic time. <laughs> oh, nice. How was well, your Halloween? <laughs> yeah, it was great. You know, uh, we took the baby trick-or-treating. It was nice weather. Uh, you know, Dougie, Doug and I had to dump out all his candy afterwards because he's not mm. allowed to eat it, but we replaced it with, uh, I was going to ask about a- appropriate that. Halloween candy snacks. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. There's these, uh, they're like two grams of sugar each and there's no artificial dyes, mm. um, in this one brand and I forget the name of it, but they have lollipops and he goes nuts for them. Good. So whenever he gets like an actual lollipop, I give him those instead because it's healthier. Yeah. And because I don't, I don't trust. Yeah. <laughs> so 
for you guys listening that don't know, I, I don't give my son any artificial dyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was like a big uh, thing that I read up about it. Um, I would recommend anybody Google it and check it out. Um, but artificial dyes are really not healthy for kids. And who knew? Um, it explains a lot about my childhood <laughs> and okay. what it's done to me. <laughs> Thanks, mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but um, what do you guys do for Halloween? Well, we were on the beach, we were in the pool, we were drinking some drinks, and we were being Thank real you. cool. I don't know why I'm running. <laughs> thinking you guys are pretty cool. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Nas up in here? I know, right? <laughs> why am I like speaking in rhymes? I, you know what it is? I'm getting ready for two twisted crowns. That's what's happening. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you're going to be in for a shock with that one. No rhymes? Not this times. Oh. <laughs> You're not you're not in her mind anymore, remember? Yeah, but I thought the nightmare the monster did the he did the monster mash. Yeah, but he did the monster raps. Yeah, but he's he's a character now. Forget it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know anymore. I didn't start it yet. I, I'm gonna hope that there's I didn't some get more that far in, point. but there there was no none. Okay. Mm. I don't want to give anything away. Help is on the way. Help is on the way, dear. Uh, help is on the way, dear. So speaking of help is on the way, this has nothing to do with it, but <laughs> we always talk about Brandy the Pucks and Tommy the Heels, and I want to know what their deal is, and I love how we're still rhyming. I was still Apparently, rhyming, that's why gonna, I started laughing. <laughs> we're just going to keep rhyming during this snack timing. Ha. So that would go. actually be a fun challenge. What? Keep rhyming? Otherwise, you can't say things? Let's try yeah. that. Yeah, like- From a, here on out. We can only have a snack time that's only rhymes. Yeah, so from here on out. That's all we got to do is rhyme about. From here on out, you better bust it out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You better shut your mouth here on out. Uh... <laughs> oh, caffeine's a beautiful thing, everyone. <laughs> Isn't it? It's like a, a very happy little drug. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, just looking really quickly at our word of the day, and it seems today we have no filter. In fact, last Thursday we had zero filter. <laughs> last Thursday was fun. Um, but yeah, so let's look up Franny the Pucks. You look up Tommy the Heels. Let's make sure first that, you know, they're still with us. I hope they are. And, uh, jeez. Oh my God. That, that never even crossed my know. mind. It could be like that, you know, these are like ancient texts. I don't know. Shut up. Uh, ancient texts. <laughs> The word of the day and the speech series, or what is it? Uh, well-spoken thesaurus. Yeah, exactly. The well-spoken thesaurus could have been from the 1600s. All right. What do you want to know about Tom Healer? Because I got some information for you. Give us the information about Tommy the Heels. All right. So he's a degree student at the Harvard University Extension School and creator of Fluent in Five Languages, which is a free online language course where students learn to speak four languages simultaneously, French, Italian, Spanish, and Romanian, but it's called fluent in five languages. And and Romanian, really? Interesting. Okay, that's uh, cool. Uh, but what's I, the fifth language you're I on? don't know. I guess it's just your your native language? Well, what if one of Is those other English? ones are your native language? I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm very confused by this. I'm also confused about him being a degree student uh, in that extension mean? school isn't everybody a degree student what is his degree um maybe it's something we've never heard of before like thesaurus degree 
also you know it could have been like this is an ancient text because thesaurus <laughs> sounds like a dinosaur you know what i'm baffled uh, he's also a lexicographer i don't know what that means do you know what know. that means you're a lexicographer well lex sounds like something that has to do with words yeah like lexicon so, yeah lexicographer so i'm gonna say that he's a wordsman <laughs> <laughs> i have like a swordsman only like when he comes to fight you know he brings his his words interesting okay mm -hmm. i right. mean first of all this guy definitely when he speaks i mean if he's using his own thesaurus you know he speaks with class all right and when he wakes up there is no morning okay it's at first light at first period light. that's what true. does tommy the heels look like oh here i have two photos of him one of them he looks like an actor from a show that i can't think of right now and the other one he looks like an old man so i'm confused he kind of looks like an old harrison ford in that one well that's probably him aged yeah but it's an illustrated i don't know he it reminds... doesn't say how old he I, I don't know how old he is he reminds me of tim robbins hmm okay whatever well well tom healer we have some questions for you if you if you listen <laughs> we'd love to have you on and ask you yeah. some questions yeah uh just so you know we literally speak about you and we call you tommy the heels every thursday so tommy the heels oh, well speaking of which we got the heels and we got the pucks so franny the pucks francine puckley is a freelance writer editor who covers a wide range of topics from her home in massachusetts she also writes young adult contemporary and historical fiction. Ooh, I did not know. That's interesting. That yeah. Uh, she's a co-founder of 24caratwriting.com and holds two degrees from Cornell University. Wait, what did, what did okay. Tommy the Heels say? He, he earned his degree? Just a degree? It just said that he is a degree student at oh. the Harvard <laughs> University Extension School. I don't know what that means we don't know what kind of degree yeah hers just no. says holds two degrees as well so it could mean like 98 degrees you know like <laughs> like the boy bands you yes. know maybe the boy band 98 degrees maybe they between how many of them four or five in 98 degrees i think there were four yeah so between the four of them they had 98 degrees what are you talking about and i'm not about? talking about the temperature i'm saying they had 98 <laughs> degrees according to the heels all right i'm done oh okay <laughs> all right <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We, we wanted to look this up and this was inspired by Mariah Carey because Mariah Carey is infamous for like, I don't know her. Uh, right. So I was like, speaking of I don't know her, I don't know Franny the Pucks. Uh, so this is where this came from. <laughs> speaking of which, let's talk about Mariah and her savageness because I love her so much. I really do. Yes. Uh, she's the best. Okay. And then there was something you wanted to tell me. There was like a story or something, right? Yes. Sorry, I'm having a cat moment over here. Um, I don't know if you can... Cat, category cat. Category five. If you can see my struggle, but I think it was just about how I, we were talking about how she said, I don't know her about J-Lo, and then she said it again years later, and then there was another person she said it about, and I think it was Demi Lovato, right? Is that what we were talking yes, about? Yes. Because there was a meme online that somebody posted, and it was like, you know what what you ordered versus what you got and the what you ordered was ariana grande's cd and then the what you got was mariah carey and they were insinuating that 
you know, Mariah Carey was like a knockoff of Ariana Grande. And so Mariah Carey commented on it and was like, oh, it's the other way around, honey, something, you know, like that. And then Demi Lovato comes out of nowhere and is just like, no, it's not the other way around. You're just jealous because Ariana is so talented and young and oh blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, what the hell? And, Mar- and I think somebody asked her about it. And Mariah was just like, I don't know her. <laughs> I love Mariah so much, too, because she's so nonchalant about it. Yeah. And like, it just comes so easily and effortless for her. Like, they'll say something. She'll be like, mm, I don't know her. Yeah. Or she'll just like say, like, even with JLo again, they were like, oh, remember you said this? And she was like, mm, I still don't know her. Yeah. Uh, and, and JLo was in like an interview and she was like, I met her a few times. You know, I'm surprised <laughs> she said that. And then they were like, oh, JLo said she met you. And she was like, yeah, you know, I meet people all the time. Yeah. She's savage. Mariah, I love you. It's hilarious. Love you. She's like literally gives full meaning to the word diva like i love her mm. but she's great like there was this too this one scene too where somebody said something and she's like i still don't know her oh. i don't know her. demi lovato i didn't know this she kind of shaded you on social media she implied she made assumptions about ariana grande and she said mariah's a legend and she's so talented but she dished she disses people it's nasty the way she treats jennifer w- what would you say to demi I don't know her either. You know each other. No. No. Okay. You, she says thing. you know her. Okay. I know she. You know what? I'm very forgetful. Yeah, she she's does. forgetful. I guess. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's definitely one of the best singers, mm-hmm. vocalists of all time, especially of my generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or of our generation. Yeah. Uh, she's just flawless. I mean, there's that one song that she did for Glitter. Not the best movie. Yes, yes, I know what song you. But I never, never to too you? far away. Yes, that one. Oh I love God. that song. Her voice is out of control in that song. There's that one where she does all the little runs, you know, like when mm-hmm. she's singing. Um, not bathroom runs, the other runs, <laughs> but when she's doing <laughs> the vocal runs, and uh, she literally sings for like four minutes straight. The girl doesn't even come up for air, and she almost passes out into the chair behind her when she's done. And I was just like, "You're not even human." Oh wow. Do you remember when she did the duet with Whitney Houston for um, The Prince of Egypt? Yes, I love that song. Love that song, too. I I loved I loved their collaboration, too. I was like, these are the the best. They were the best. Both of them were the best. Uh, Except Jessica Simpson, obviously, is better. But (laughs) just kidding. I said to Alex the other day, there's this uh, this girl on TikTok that voices over people singing or whatever and it's just hilarious and she makes like jessica simpson sounds absolutely hilarious it's amazing um and she's like oh it's kind of like fergie only not serious it's a joke i'm so glad you just brought up fergie because i was just gonna say (laughs) that it would be incredible if jessica simpson and fergie did a duet the way that mariah carey and whitney did it would be like best of the best and worst of the worst (laughs) yeah (laughs) seriously it makes me laugh too because in the movie Step Brothers, he's he sings Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Reilly is like, "Wow, you know, you sound like a mix of Fergie and Jesus." Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. But after hearing Fergie sing uh, the national anthem, I'm like, mm, "Yeah, well, <laughs> would we compare her voice to Jesus?" <laughs> no, but no. If if um if Jesus came out singing like that, nobody would have trusted him. That's all I yeah. have to say. Yeah. <laughs> They would have been like, I don't know. I don't trust him. Uh, the wine, the water. I don't think it's real. <laughs> Listen to the way he sings. Sorry, Fergie. Not sorry. Um, <laughs> anything else that's good? Anything else? 
that we wanted to bring up about like maybe TikTok and stuff. Oh, yes. Yes. What? The Harry Potter things are amazing. Oh. <laughs> they're yeah, amazing. you, you, you finally discovered the Harry Potter dance remixes on TikTok. And Yes, they're the and funniest they're phenomenal. things. <laughs> Once I make my move. <laughs> that song gets stuck in my head. And it's, I don't know how you've gone this long without seeing it because it's been everywhere on my TikTok for like a month now. And it's not just the videos of them. There's also people doing their own dances to the songs now. And it's amazing. Well, I know I, I figured out what it is. So it never came across my personal feed. Um, and it hasn't come across my Jess, Jess Books with Cooks account. But I was on our Books with Cooks. I can't talk. I was on our Books with Cooks account. And I was looking on there. And I think that's where it came up because you probably had seen it on there. Probably. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's my little uh, Holly Jackson detective work for you. Not me, not Hermione, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did I send you the girl too? That was, uh, she's like, this is me around the house, which also I feel like that's me around the house too. Did I see, did <laughs> I send you her? um, I don't remember. What Oh, was I'll have, it? I'll have to send her to you, but she's just going around the house quoting Harry Potter. And at one point she's Oh. like, not me, not Hermione. Just <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> It's amazing. That's the best scene. Also, in those things of um, Harry Potter dancing and stuff, Ron doesn't even have lines and he's just in the background killing it. It's hilarious. He's like on the floor, like, you know, dancing it up. It's pretty funny. <laughs> oh my god. I know. It's so good. Who comes up with this stuff? Like who's out there? I, I wanna be in your brain for a little while. I appreciate <laughs> these people. yeah. You know, TikTok, that's the reason why I have that app for content like that. It's true. <laughs> uh, did I send you, speaking of upcoming things uh, for Iron Flame, did I send you Rebecca Yaros talking about some preview things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you sent me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to get a, a, we got a little glimpse into it. So obviously we're going to meet Liam's sister, which we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And I forgot what else she said. I know Liam. Oh, and Darn is going to be a, a, a little snotty teenager. Yeah, a bratty teenager. Yeah. And there was something else I don't remember, but I know Liam's sister is going to be introduced. And I'm sure she's not going to love Dane. Why would she? Why would any of us? <laughs> Sorry. I, that was so random. I was like, wait, <laughs> why would she? because I'm, I, I'm coming for <laughs> him. Like, I'm gunning for him you in this. are. I can't wait. I can't Jess, wait to see him suffer. Jess is out for blood, for Dane's blood. She's just Damn waiting, right. counting down the days. I want Tarn to eat him. <laughs> Limb by limb. I told you this. I've been saying this for months. Limb yeah. <laughs> by limb. Start with his toes. Each one off. All right. Make him suffer. Dane, you're, you're going down in Iron Flame. All right. Oh my god. Going down. Well, let's have some fun. All right, All right. yeah. Who says, who says Hara isn't fun? Let's make it fun. Okay. All right. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was two Thursdays <laughs> ago, right? Not last Thursday, the Thursday before. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm Uh, we played a little story time game and it was about a thriller and we had a lot of fun doing it. Um, it involved potatoes and potato men and uh, a strange, a strange hooded stranger man. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we thought that that we had so much fun doing that. Um, we got some good feedback on it. So we thought that we would do it horror style this time. Yeah. Uh, and going forward, I think we've decided that we will be making it a story time segment. So Yeah. we will have it. Uh, maybe every other week or whenever we just feel the need to story time, we'll have that there. So, you know, be prepared. So, Alex, why don't you tell us about the horror details that we must include 
and then right. we'll make uh, three stories, one each and one together. All right. So we have several categories here. We have characters, setting, weapons, and activities. So for our characters this time, we have Gertrude, Barnaby, Tater Ted, <laughs> Shaquif, Gracie May, a decaying zombie, and the ghost of Helen Keller. <laughs> for, for our setting... We're in a small town known for ancient witch burial grounds in Massachusetts in the 90s, and it takes place in a house across from a graveyard. For our weapons this time, we have a broomstick, a cauldron, a, the Ghostbuster gun, otherwise known as a proton pack, Jada, Pink Jada Pinkett Smith's book, a detached door from the haunted house up the street, and lit candles. And finally, for our activities, we have a Ouija, a Ouija board game, a seance, pumpkin picking, listening to Nine Inch Nails, locked door to a secret room where we're looking for a key, and causing a ruckus. <laughs> so given those details, we need to come up with a plot for our own little horror stories. <laughs> Jess, why don't you hit us with the first one? Okay. So, so specific this time with the lit candles. I know. <laughs> All right. So the ghost of Helen Keller is, you know, she's stuck in this haunted mansion uh, that's across the street from this, you know, ancient cemetery, this burial grounds in Massachusetts. Um, it's the 90s, you know, and somehow, some way, Jada Pinkett Smith's book uh, ends up on the table in the kitchen of this house oh, in the no. 90s. <laughs> somehow and <laughs> no one knows how it got there but apparently it went through some kind of portal and it's on the table and helen keller is throwing it all around she's getting very angry because of course she can't read it she can't see it um she can't hear it so she doesn't know what it says because it's not braille and she's very very angry so she's throwing this book around uh and you know gertrude is the owner of this house um she has she owns it with her sister gracie may and both of them come in there and they're like, why is this book flying all about? Who is this J Jada Pinkett? And why did someone write asshole on her face? Um, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> because it's the 90s. You know, they don't know who the hell this is. So they're like, all right, I don't understand what's going on. But, you know, obviously we have to call somebody to take care of this this ghost situation. Uh, so they look up in the book and they see Tater Ted. And they're like, all right, I guess we'll give him a shot. So Tater Ted comes in. Uh, and he's got his protein proton pack uh, and he's all ready to go, you know, and he has his lit candles, a Ouija board. He's trying to do these seances to try to get her to, uh, you know, come out of her shell or whatever. But she can't hear him and she can't see these things going on. <laughs> so it's hard to communicate with her. It really is. Uh, so, you know, they're doing all these other things and it happens to be where there's this, this decaying zombie outside because apparently they couldn't reach her. So they reach this guy instead. And it turns out to be, you know, the ghost of Barnaby, um, the zombie of Barnaby. And he was eaten by Shaquif. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, it's just going downhill. Uh, things, are going, things are wild up in here. So, you know, I don't know. Gertrude ends up taking a broomstick. Uh, she tries to, um, you know, knock him on the head with it. And it, things are just going crazy. Uh, but in the end, they get rid of the, the zombie, they get rid of everything, and they do go pumpkin picking the next day, and in the car, they're listening to Nine Inch Nails, and they're having a good time. So that's how it ends. 
Uh, this story is called The Haunting of Can't See, Can't Hear. What am going to go to hell for? Okay. All right. All right. Well, it sounds good. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> I mean, how are you supposed to communicate with the ghost of Helen Keller? <laughs> she can't communicate with you. You know, every once in a while, she's banging on the on the table, and yeah. they're like, "What the hell is that meat? Speak to us!" And she can't. <laughs> All right, because she couldn't speak either, right? No, she was deaf, dumb, and mute. Poor Helen Keller. I know. <laughs> All right. Mm. Well, that got? sounds like a good a good horror. So. Intense. All right, so my horror starts out with Gracie May and Shaquif, they're newlyweds, and they just moved from the big city to this small town in Massachusetts. The year is 1995, and <laughs> they just bought this beautiful house. They were a little concerned because it's right across from a graveyard, but they were like, you know what, we got a great deal on it. Let's just go for it. This is beautiful. So they move in, and you know they're just going about their lives. They're listening to Nine Inch Nails. They're, you know, just walking through the house, getting familiar with it. And then all of a sudden they discover that there's a locked door to a secret room. So they start searching for the key. They eventually find it. They're like, wow, we found this key already. This is great. They actually found it in the graveyard. So they were like, let's go pumpkin picking. But before we do, let's take the shortcut through the graveyard. So they're going, they see a gravestone for Barnaby. And they're like, oh, look at this old headstone of this man named Barnaby and literally right on top of it is a key. And they're like, this is so cool. Let's take it. They try it in the door and it works. It's amazing. They go into this room and they're going through all this stuff. They're starting to cause a little bit of a ruckus. Okay. Because they're like tearing through things. It's all stuff from like the 1600s. They don't know what's going on down here, but then they see a book and they're like, what is that? It seems to be like light emanating from it. They get closer and they see a giant photo of Jada Pinkett Smith on the cover. And they're like, what is this? This is weird. So they take the book, they go upstairs, they're reading it. And some weird things start happening as they're reading this book. All of a sudden, the lights are flickering. They are like, oh, there's something weird going on with this book. You know what? Let's have a seance and see if we can conjure up whoever this person is, Jada Pinkett Smith. So they get some lit candles. They go and they're sitting and they're they're doing their seance. They pull out the Ouija board and... They're expecting Jada Pinkett Smith, but instead what they get are two things they were not expecting. One, a decaying zombie of Barnaby just comes tearing through their front door. They're like, holy shit, what the hell? So they have to fight this guy before they could do anything else. They grab a broomstick and a cauldron. They fight him with the broomstick. They throw him in the cauldron. And, and I mean, not to get dark, but they, they light his ass up. So they, they light his ass up and he, he gets killed in the cauldron so then that well now he's really dead because he's been burnt and fire will kill the zombies all right then they have they go back to the book they're like all right that was weird let's let's try this again but before we do anything let's get our proton pack because we want to be prepared this time okay so they're they're reading through the book and then all of a sudden they start hearing a real ruckus like things are just being thrown around the house they're Cups are just being, their mugs, their coffee mugs are just being smashed against the walls. The plates are flying everywhere. It's a scene. And it turns out they have resurrected the ghost of Helen Keller. 
and they're like, I don't know what to do. This is insane. So they can't go back in the house. They, they, the proton pack did nothing. They tried to attack her with the proton pack. She essentially just like took it and tossed it into the cauldron with the decaying zombie. They're like, she was like, oh, what are you going to do with this? You idiots. So they run out of the house and they're in this tiny little town. They're like, we got to find somebody that's going to help us. So they go to this little tiny store that says on, on the, on the sign, it says, we help with hauntings. And they go in there and in there they find Gertrude and her husband, Tater Ted. And they're like, we can help you with this, with this ghost. So they all go back and they show them the book, Jada Pinkett Smith's book. And they were like, well, this is your first problem. Okay. You read this book. You should never read this book. This is a big issue. So first we have to destroy the book. So they destroy the book. And then they're like, I don't really know what to do about Helen Keller and her ghost. So we're just going to have to spray this whole house down with a, a sage. And that's what they do. Sage and water. And Helen Keller was really excited about the water. She was like, that's all I really wanted in the first place. Now I can rest in peace. And Gracie Mae and Shaquif are able to go about living their lives in their, their creepy house. No longer haunted by the ghost of Helen Keller, a decaying zombie, or Jada Pinkett Smith's book. And the title of this horror is Read. It's just called Read. And then <laughs> underneath it, it's like, don't pick up the one book that could destroy it all. Oh. <laughs> read or don't read. I can't. Okay. Very intense. Very intense. Uh, all right. All right, let's do us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just keep living in this house that's, you know, haunted. They don't care. They're creepy house. Uh, it's not haunted right. anymore. They destroyed oh, the right. book. You're right. <laughs> they gave Helen Keller some water and they destroyed the book. So now it's all, just- it's all good. <laughs> uh, PTSD, uh, they don't have it. They don't have it. They don't need it. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me, let me kick this one off for us. So, but it's not, let's just say it's 99. All right. It's 1999. Uh, there's a group of boys, they're in a basement, they're playing a game, they're listening to Nine Inch Nails, you know, uh, they they have a Ouija board, and they're going to play that and do all these things, and they're playing this game, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, some kind of twister appears, and mm-hmm. when they have the twister, they're like, oh my god, what's appearing in it, and there's like cows and all these things, but all of a sudden, it just sucks back into the table, and all is there is Jada Pinkett's book. Oh no, okay. <laughs> all right. So they're terrified. They're like, what the hell was that? And what is this? You know, where did this come from? <laughs> like the Wizard of Oz. Uh- <laughs> so they take the book and they're like, all right, we need to get more information about this book. We need to find out who Jada Pinkett Smith is. We need to find out if anybody really knows. And so they bring it to Tater Ted. That's the only person they can think of who's going to have the answers for them. So they go to Tater Ted. Yeah. And he is living in this tiny little shack and he, he's a a kind of a weird guy. You know, he, his best friend is a detached door from the haunted house up the street and he puts a little wig on it and he talks to it and it's his friend. Mm. So they're like, there's something a little off with Ted, but maybe he knows something about what's going on here. So they, they take the book, they go to him and that's when he tells them. So it's important to know also that, you know, Tater Ted is weird, but he also is the owner of the only diner in town. Um, that's called Titers. 
and he makes the best french fries and taters <laughs> so uh just a little background to give a little dimension to tater ted and why he's called that all right uh so you know obviously they go see him and he's got to give them a little more deets about the book uh he does some spells he figures some things out um he smacks the book really really hard and he when he smacks it the boys are like oh, oh. and he, <laughs> he smacks the book really hard and when he does that another twister comes and boom who steps out of it but the ghost of helen keller and she's holding a sign and it says even i wouldn't read that if i could really confused because they're like what does that mean she disappears okay she's gone um you know and tater ted's like this is intense let me make us some taters all right and this way we can talk about it so he cooks up some taters you know and he invites over his his friend shaquif and shaquif comes over and says i know what this is okay i know exactly what this is all right what you need to do is we have to destroy this book i don't know how we're gonna have to figure out how but what i do know is that before we destroy it, we have to make a copy and show it to someone else. Okay. All right. So they go down to their their local staples. They make a copy of this book and they bring it to Barnaby. They're like, Barnaby, we know that you need a copy of this. Barnaby actually owns the local bookstore and he has tons of old texts and weird books and other things in there. So they're like, he'll probably know what to do with this. So they bring the copy to him and they explain everything that's happened so far. They get really hung up on the ghost thing. They're like, we don't know what that means. What do you think that means? Because that was really confusing. Should we read this book? So Barnaby's like, all right, I see what we got here. And what we got here is a manifestation of some evil from the future. And we're going to have to figure out a way to really destroy this. It's weird that you guys made a copy of it uh, because we could have, you know, you, you might have copied the evil, too, but we're going to go with it. And that's when they head to the pumpkin patch. Okay. And out of nowhere in the pumpkin patch is just this cauldron that's steaming. Uh, and they decide to throw the book in and just see what happens, you know. Um, and as soon as they do that, all of a sudden there's lightning across the sky and all the boys are standing there and they're like, oh, again. And <laughs> so they do. That's all they do the whole time. They're useless. They're not doing anything. Um, so they're just standing there and everybody, you know, all of a sudden one of the kids is like, oh, I can't do this, man. I'm going to pass out. He sits on a pumpkin, you know, and, um, you know, he crushes the pumpkin, but that's irrelevant. But anyway, when he does, you know, when he sits, all of a sudden the ground starts rumbling and he looks over and he sees um, a, a little old lady and somebody, one of the other kids is like, oh my God, is that a decaying zombie? And uh, Tater Ted's like, nah, that's just Gracie May, you know? <laughs> And she's this little cute old lady that comes to the diner all the time. Um, she wasn't a decaying zombie at all. But she comes over and she's like, what are you guys doing with my cauldron? <laughs> and then. And then they're like, what are we doing with your cauldron? It was just here. Why do you have the cauldron in the pumpkin patch? And Gracie Mae's like, first of all, get out of my business, okay? You don't need to know. You don't need to know what, what I'm doing. So she takes her broomstick and she starts swatting at them. She's like, first of all, get off that pumpkin, you idiot. What are you doing? You come into my pumpkin patch, you sit on my pumpkins, you you mess with my cauldron, and she's upset. So she starts, you know, yelling at them, and they're like, no, first, you need to understand the stakes involved here, because we have this book, we, didn't, we needed to destroy, we threw it in the cauldron. So at this point, they're like, oh, yeah, we just remembered that. So they all look in the cauldron, and what do they see? But literally, Jada Pinkett Smith rising 
from this oh cauldron. And wild. this time, it one. is a decaying zombie. Whoa! It's, <laughs> it's Jada Pinkett Smith as a decaying zombie coming out of this cauldron, okay? So now this book, this manifestation of evil has been let loose. It was tethered into this book and now it's been freed. And she starts crawling out and the boys once again, they're like, oh! Kind of like the ring from the TV. Exactly. She's crawling out of this of this cauldron and she's like i never loved will and she just she's <laughs> crawling around on the dirt you know and uh she's we've like, been separated like, for seven years you know i always wanted to divorce him you know uh and just crawling around and they're like what the hell is this woman talking about this is the 90s you know <laughs> and then that somebody she's like will smith and somebody's like oh my god we love will smith fresh <laughs> prince of bel-air is like our favorite show get her get her boy <laughs> So finally, you know, they, they get up and instead of going, oh, they go, hell yes. <laughs> um, and they all take their lit candles, you know, and they just start shoving it at Jada Pinkett Smith, um, who's the zombie, not the real one. Obviously, it's just the zombie version of her. And, uh, you know, they're hitting her over the head with anything they could find, the Ouija board. Um, they're causing a ruckus in this pumpkin patch uh, trying to get her. And do they get her? They do. They <laughs> get her. And they send her back. They They end up so Gracie May is like, let me just consult with my good friend Gertrude because she has been dabbling in the dark arts. You know, she is a, a, something of a witch, if you will. And so they go to Gertrude and she's like, I know how to get rid of this bitch, this zombie bitch. And so she, they, they're, they're able to wrangle her into the proton pack and they're able to get that into the cauldron. And Gertrude gives her little spells. It's like, be free of here, leave Will alone nobody wants to hear you nobody cares about your book and jada pinkett smith is vanquished she is destroyed her zombie you know her her zombie corpse just evaporates and she goes off into the universe and then yeah uh and then everyone's rejoicing you know the boys are like yay we can go back to our game and um and it tater ted's like nah nah first you gotta come by the diner and get some of my new titers yeah Yep, you know, so then they, they're they hanging out and it basically just ends with them sitting in the diner having their taters uh, and, and, you know, Ted's hugging his his detached door um, mm-hmm. that has the wig on it. And he's like, we've seen some beautiful things, didn't we, Jada? Oh, oh. it's going to be a sequel. Oh. And then, yeah, the, the last frame of the film is just a zoom in of the copy of the book sitting on Tater Ted's counter at the diner. Yep, and it's rumbling. It's making Jumanji sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> so you know um it could be calling to someone else who yeah. knows who knows all right what's this one called <laughs> this one I, if, if i could i wouldn't read it either <laughs> even if i could even if wait yeah what was it even i wouldn't have read it either even if i could or something like that i feel like this one should just be called jada and that's it, just Jada. How about Jada and Taters? <laughs> Jada's Taters. <laughs> Jada's Taters and Jada's Toast. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith and the Tale of Tater Ted. <laughs> With the detached door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then after, like, when they turn it into a movie after the credits or in the epilogue of the book, like, it's just the door laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I never loved him. <laughs> You know, <laughs> Tupac yeah. was my real love. Uh, <laughs> Tupac had alopecia. Uh, oh my god, 
that's what it could be called. <laughs> Alopecia taters. Oh done. My gosh. I am done. <laughs> anyway, coming to movie theaters near you. Uh, check out these flicks. Yeah, don't forget to get your tickets in advance. Obviously, you it's know. It's going to sell out. I mean, why wouldn't it? I mean, who wouldn't want to see a mashup of something having to do with zombies and Jada Pinkett with The Ring? And what else was it? What else was in there? Something else was incorporated in there. Helen Keller? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Helen always in there. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, it would probably, we would probably call it even if, even I wouldn't read this if I could. <laughs> also, that's an intriguing title. It would make me want to read it. I'd be like, oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> okay all right well with that let's move on to our word of the day <laughs> oh man we had a good conversation <laughs> okay it's time for the word of the day remember that we encourage our listeners to use these words in your daily conversations and with us on our socials each word of the day will come from the word of day vocabulary workbook by francine puckley or franny the pucks Follow the link in bio to get a copy for yourself. Without further ado, today's word of the day is... Filter. It's spelled P-H-I-L-T-E-R and pronounced filter. It's a noun defined as a magical love potion. How lovely. For example, thinking the glass contained only water, Veronica drank the filter to its dregs. Her eyes met those of the startled butler, and she melted with tenderness. Alex, let's come up with some more examples. Okay. So in Jada Pinkett Smith's new book, <laughs> she reveals that she never really loved Will Smith because he had actually given her a filter. We're and so she, she was tricked into loving him. <laughs> it's in her book <laughs> oh, uh, we were on the same page because I was gonna say when uh, Will Smith was introduced to Jada Pinkett um, he was like mm, what are you drinking and she was like oh nothing but here try this uh, and this is a whole sentence by the way <laughs> and uh, I promise not a story and um, he drank it and it happened to be a filter that she had placed in there and mm -hmm. um he doesn't realize why he's still with her and why he's doing all these nice things for her, but it's because she filtered his ass. Ooh, gotcha. Mm. Filtered yeah. him. Jada Pinkett Smith once met Tupac and she tried to filter him. And he was too he was too wise though. He was like, nah, nah, this bitch be crazy. Yep. So he switched the cups and he put poison in it. He tried to turn her into a zombie, but it didn't work. And yep. she ended up drinking the love potion and falling in love with Will instead. Yep. And when all else fails, when she kept coming for him um, with this filter, he faked his own death. Yes. That's, that's Tupac what, is still out there, just hiding what, from Jada. That's what really happened. He faked his own death to escape Jada. <laughs> Tupac, we know your secret. It's probably safe now, but just in case, you know, wait a few more years. Wait, instead of another example, I gotta tell you this story. So when I was younger, there was this guy that um used to hang out with my friends, and you know he used to smoke a lot of the puffy stuff, um but he was hilarious. Okay, and one time I went to my friend's house, uh no, I went to his house with my friends, um and he was like so confused, and he everybody he's like, all right, come here, come here, everyone, come here. <laughs> he takes out 
um and this is like back when you know, have the cds and the actual stuff he takes the like the little uh you know the little paper that had the lyrics on it from the notorious big and he's like smell this everyone smell this mm-hmm. so everybody smells it and we were like okay and then he's like takes one from tupac and he's like now smell this so we all smelled it and i was like all right and he's like they smell the same man he's like they're together <laughs> he's like they're not dead they're together. I was like, uh, okay. Or they were just made at the same place. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it was so intense. Yeah. To the point where he really truly believed not only were they alive, but they were together and producing the same things, like in the same factory. So just so you know, that okay. happens. Uh and no filter. Ha. Ha ha ha. All right. <laughs> By the way, I don't like this word. No. It doesn't make sense. This is a very niche word. In, yeah, like, in what situation are you using this except some type of fantasy novel? <laughs> I feel like some guy, Phil, tried to make a love potion that didn't work and decided to coin the word filter instead. Well, so. that would be interesting. But here's some real trivia about the word filter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> this love potion term comes from the late 1500s amidst the frenzy of witch hunting. No doubt someone was feeling amorous toward another and instead of blaming it on the wine, decided to add a little mystery to it. So once again, they're just blaming the women, blaming the witches because men can't be controlled. All right. Except if you're Jada. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like if anybody really did read her book, like, can you just reach out to us and let us know? I mean, was it good? Yeah. Uh, You know, what are your thoughts? That's all. And if you love her, we're sorry. You know, this is a joke. Um, all of it's a joke. She wasn't really in those horror stories. She wasn't, you know, actually casted in those roles. Okay. I don't think you need to explain that. <laughs> she wasn't cast. <laughs> she wasn't cast in the role of her book. In case anyone was wondering, she was not really in these made-up horror movies that we just talked about. She wasn't really a decaying zombie. Her book wasn't really transported to the 90s. No Jada Pinkett's were were harmed in the making of those. Her soul was never put into a detached door. (laughs) Oh, God. That could be the name of that one, too. Jada, the detached door. The detached door. (laughs) So stupid. Uh, All right, let's get into our speech series. (laughs) All right, so that brings us to our speech series, where we like to enhance our speech and yours as well. Through Tom Healer, Tommy the Heels, well-spoken thesaurus. So we got this phrase, today's phrase, from Tommy the Healer's book, and here it goes. Instead of saying, expose, say, lay bare. So, for example, if you're going to say, hey, Johnny, I know it's you that dresses like a clown and stands on the street corner to scare me, you schmuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> you schmuck? Instead. <laughs> You can say, hey, Johnny, I-, I think you should lay it by, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> lay it bad that you're the guy that stands over there. All right? Because we know it's you, okay? We found your clown makeup. We found your wig. All right? Just, you know, be honest, Johnny. All right? 
All right. So that brings us to our question of the day. Our rapid fire round is going to be on horror movies. Ooh. Yeah. So Jess is going to set the timer for us for two minutes. And we'll have to name as many horror movies as we can within those two minutes. I'm ready. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I think. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Go. Saw one. Saw two. Saw three. three. Saw four. Saw five. (laughs) Get out. Conjuring. Lights out. Shining. Um, Sinister. Slender Man. Uh, It. uh, uh, Gremlins. Does Gremlins count? Sure. Um, Panic. Don't panic. Uh, What's the one? uh, Afraid of the Dark. Uh, Forget it. Hereditary. Um, Annabelle. Oh, yeah um the nun oh my um, god now i feel like i can't think of any freddy vs jason nightmare on elm oh, street halloween duh. halloween yeah uh, uh right jason uh freddy krueger silent hill um frozen uh, just kidding. 28 days later um 28 days later does not count it counts um, uh it i said it yeah oh you did yeah um oh. sleepy hollow right was that's a horror movie yes oh donnie darko mm. is a good one um the texas chainsaw massacre oh yeah that's a good one uh amityville megan megan yeah i didn't see that but yeah that's that's a new one the witch that was good did we say um, friday the 13th no um uh let me in oh okay uh black swan that was kind of horrifying insidious all of the insidiouses house there was something house of a thousand uh house haunted hill house or house on haunted hill house of a thousand corpses you were thinking of yes thank you the boogeyman oh chucky one and two oh yeah child's play there's a bunch of those now you said the saw ones right um smiles lights out that's Uh, the movie i was thinking of i said that yeah oh Oh, Um, trick-or-treat oh my god uh happy death day (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one. Oh, the Exorcist. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Carrie, Children of the Corn. Oh, witches from back in the day. Love that I movie. That. Um, um, we have three seconds left. Uh, all right. I don't think I can think of any more anyways. So. No, we're done. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, did we say Psycho? Nope. Oh, wow. Too late. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I kept thinking of like creepers and I think it's is Jeepers Creepers. Is that? Yes, that's one. Oh, well. Literally, as soon as we stop, all the animals stop. I can't. <laughs> they, they, they lived. They lived to destroy me. Saboteurs. <laughs> Saboteur. Um, <laughs> uh, well, this is perfect because this goes into our question. But what, what's your favorite horror movie? My favorite horror movie is, and we, no, I don't think either one of us said this, but it's The Shining. No, I did say The Shining. Oh, did you? Thank God. I okay, because I completely forgot about it until just now. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that's my favorite. I love that movie. It's so good. So well Red done. Red Rom. Red Rom. Yeah. Uh, that movie's awesome. Yeah, my favorite, my, my favorite's a more recent one, actually. Okay. Uh, it's a psychological horror. It's Get Out. I love Get Out. Oh, yeah, that's really good. I think that movie was awesome yeah <laughs> really well done and there was so much like symbolism too i watched like the behind the scenes and it was so good yeah that was a really well done movie and yeah. uh what was that other one that that peel came out with too no nope. after that one 
was it nope no um the one us right it's oh, called us that. oh that was good too but i liked get out better i didn't see nope was that good uh, i nope was great okay. it wasn't as good as get out but it was still good yeah but it was different okay was, um, i have to watch that but the first time i watched get out i was just like this movie's wild <laughs> yeah it was so different yeah and it freaked me out the whole time i was watching it too and then with the ending i was like what the fuck Dude, first of all that girl's a psycho and her parents yeah. are her fa her mother is creepy as hell yeah so. they were all creepy as hell it was a creepy movie yeah that movie messes with you yeah but yeah that was a good one and before that i was obsessed with the saw movies back in the day mm. i loved okay. the saw movies because they were psychological too you know it was like um you'll be able to get out of this like a panic room not a panic mm. like um an escape room an escape room yeah yeah, like you'll be able to get out of here if you get the key inside this guy's stomach, but then you find out this guy was like a pedophile. Yeah. You know, like it was cool. That that whole concept was cool. I like the concept of the Saw movies. I just feel like they're all gore and it's like, oh, yeah. Meh, meh, meh. yeah, none of those movies really scare me. You know what I mean? Like Doug will cry if somebody pops out. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Come on, he was afraid of 28 Days Later. Yes, Doug, we're going to make fun of you. Yeah. It's true. Um, he was he was afraid of 28 Days Later, and me and Alex were up in the theater hysterical laughing at that thing. I know. He was like, he, is this a comedy? Didn't he try to be like, oh, but I was young at the time. I'm the same age as him, bro. I know. I'm the same age. We were laughing. We were hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, too, because we, we will never forget this, but there was, like, someone shuddering, like, shivering in the front of us. Remember? Yeah. They were, like, crying, like, so scared. Yeah. And now we joke around and, like, it was probably Doug. <laughs> I mean, it might have been. <laughs> oh, <poor dog. laughs> oh, man. All right. So what's the scariest haunted house that you've ever been to? I have no idea. <laughs> have you I ever don't been even to know. one that I was scary? I don't even know if I've ever been to a haunted house. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've been to something where, like, people grabbed at me, like, when I was walking in the dark, and I was like, don't touch me, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I don't, I don't think I've been to a lot of them. And if I did, I was younger, and I just don't remember yeah i uh i don't know if i've been to a lot of them either there's one specifically that i remember and it did freak me out because i don't even remember where it was it was somewhere in jersey more north and i went with a few of my friends and i i guess i was probably in my early 20s i don't know i was like old enough to probably not be scared but at one point like they have a lot of the the sensory deprivation so it's like a lot of the stuff in the dark but at one point you have to go through this I, I guess it's kind of like a tunnel but it's I don't know even know how to describe it but it's like you're cr being crushed by these like I, I imagine it's like those sumo wrestler type uh costumes if you can picture okay. that in your head and it's like that's the walls so like you're literally squeezing through this thing and it's like I get claustrophobic so Me I was too. I, I was like literally that. I started flipping out my I was with my friend uh Angela and she just like grabbed my hand and pulled me through and I was like get me out of here <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I did not expect that. that yeah it was really freaky and then the rest of it was just like the usual stuff like people popping out at you and grabbing you and I was like don't touch me <laughs> I just had a traumatic experience <laughs> yeah I don't like that I mean <clears throat> now you just reminded me of uh, when we went to the Leaning Tower of Pisa because I got claustrophobic in there and there was these tiny little mm. tiny 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 windows yeah there were like little crosses remember when we were going up this like leaning staircase and I couldn't breathe yeah. I was getting anxiety because there was no windows yeah so um yeah, that was, was my point that was my haunted house <laughs> plus we were like running up to the top too because they were like yelling at us they were like jessica yeah Alex, that's right you're gonna be late you're gonna miss it and we were like oh shit 
<laughs> so we were like That's running right. to the top. <laughs> um, did you ever go to the the haunted penitentiary thing in Philly? I never did. No, I heard it's really good though. Me too. I've always wanted to, and I never, I never did. Yeah, I forgot why, but um, I never made it over there. But I heard that that is like scary because it's like yeah. literally an old prison. So yeah, that's got to be cool. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that one. I just never went, but we should go. <laughs> yeah, next year. Yeah. <laughs> um. So speaking of scary and old places like that, do you believe in ghosts? And have you ever had an encounter with one? No, I don't believe in ghosts. And I don't believe I've ever had an encounter with one. If I have, I didn't know. So yeah, <laughs> that's really, <Okay. laughs> sorry, there's no more to that. I, I don't really believe in ghosts. All right, well, complete opposite. I 100% believe in ghosts. I have had many encounters with ghosts. They're, um, well, one that sticks out most. Well, first of all, I was visited by my um, my grandma on my dad's side when she had passed, but I didn't know she passed. But she came and spoke to me at the edge of my bed, and then I told my mother about it, and then my mother had just found out that she died and told me about it. Oh, so wow. that was one. Another one um, was also in my house, was with our grandma. When I was walking past my dining room, the light was on and I went to go shut it and she was sitting in the chair. Oh, wow. Um, but these aren't scary because these are my family. But yeah. the scariest one was in Doug's house, his uh, parents' house. And we know her name is Lydia uh, because she loved that house. And the day that she died, uh, my mother-in-law said that the door blew open. Oh my God. Out of nowhere. Nobody was there. It just blew open from the wind. It wasn't even windy, she said. Mm. Um, and ever since then, she's been there. And they found out she died that day. How creepy. So mm. one time, uh, I had slept over Doug's. It was a long time ago. I slept at his house. He went to go get bagels. I was alone in the house because nobody else was there. And I heard somebody run up his steps. So I went, Doug? Nobody answered. And I looked out there and nobody was there. Yeah, it's creepy. And it was definitely Lydia. I locked the door. Not like she can't just, you know, yeah. creep through the wall or something. <laughs> but I was always terrified of their house. <laughs> yeah. And that's when they told me about Lydia. And I was just like, come on. <laughs> like, oh, it's probably just Lydia. And I thought they were messing with me, but they weren't. So didn't you have a uh, ghost experience, too, on the night before my wedding? Because we were staying in the oh little, my God, yes. the little inn. And you said there was like a ghost dressed in your clothes. Yes, she was wearing bed. my clothes. That's right. Yeah. All right. So the, the night before um, Alex's wedding, she got married at this really cool place. It's like this little old historic village. Um, and it was like these old, old houses from like what? Like the 16, uh, 17, 1800s, something like that. Sure. Not really sure. Something like that. <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, But yeah, like so I went to sleep and I, you know, when like you fall asleep and you can't move, not like you're getting possessed, but it's like a sleep like paralysis. Like a sleep paralysis. Yeah. I had that first. And then when I tried to look up, I seen somebody standing on the, like, so right in front of me at the edge of the bed is, was a little bit of space. So she was standing back there. She had long, dark hair and she looked like me. At first she didn't, but then when she started to get closer, she looked like me and she was wearing exactly what I was wearing. And it was mm. so creepy. Yeah. And I didn't tell Alex until like later. Because I was like, I don't want to be like, hey, by the way, I saw a ghost last night um, when we were getting ready for your wedding. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was pretty freaky. It was kind of cool. Like, I wasn't scared of this ghost, mm -hmm. but it was it was interesting. I was just yeah. like, oh, all right. Oh, I guess I guess that's what's happening. <laughs> Get out of here, you pilgrim. <laughs> you um, pilgrim. <laughs> give me my clothes. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't me personally, but I had heard some other stories. Um so I definitely believe. 
mm-hmm. that they're real. Maybe they're trapped here. I don't know what. Or maybe they're saying goodbye or I don't know. But, you know, I don't see dead people, you know. Yeah. Um, I did used God, to. like that. I used to joke around at the townhouse that I had a ghost cat living there because every once in a while before I even got my cats, I would think that like I saw a cat out of the corner of my eye or I would like feel something on my legs. And I was like, oh, it's ghost cat. But like I said, I don't really believe in ghosts. So I was just okay. messing with myself and the other people that were coming over. Aww. Yeah, I don't know, because me and Doug all the time, we think we see like glimpses of Giselle, Aww. my cat that died. So um, we'll just we'll walk in and I'll see in certain places where she used to be. I'll, I'll see her there or I'll see her like pass behind the kitchen table or something. But mm. I think it's just like habit, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Playing but tricks on you. Part of me would like to believe that ghosts exist because I would like that to be real. Things like that. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I believe. Okay. I don't believe in the shows. Like my mom watches all these shows. Yeah. Uh, like these uh, ghost shows. And I think it's all BS. <clears throat> For ratings yeah know, i don't believe in like john edwards and shit like that yeah liar i don't believe in any of that stuff <laughs> but uh let us know do you believe in ghosts do you have yeah. any good ghost stories yeah if tell so, us your ghost stories yeah like dm us reach us reach out to us on our socials and stuff and let us know your ghost stories and we'll share them you know you could stay anonymous so the ghosts won't haunt you <laughs> um but yeah let us know i'd love to hear them yeah so as you all know, we recently read Mary, An Awakening of Terror by Nat Cassidy. We picked our favorite good and bad reviews in case anyone's on the fence about reading it. Mary currently has an overall rating of 3.88 out of 5 on Goodreads and a 4 on Amazon with a publication date of July 19, 2022. So let's do the bad reviews first. Alex, what you got? Okay, so... This is a one-star review, and this person said, meh, this book had such potential, but I think it just got in its own way, trying to figure out what story it wanted to tell. It was like there were two stories struggling to be told. Both could be really cool if either were fleshed out some, but this felt like a bit of a mess when all put together. Also, if you're going to write a book from the other gender's perspective, don't mansplain at the end and the beginning of why you're an enlightened dude so it's okay that you wrote in a woman's voice. So. ours are very similar yeah yeah <laughs> all right so mine's a one star too and it says unsurprising that this is written by a man deeply unsettling toward the end thanks for writing a book about hating women and wanting to sodomize us as vengeance edit Ooh. this was definitely written from the perspective of a woman so that the man who wrote this wouldn't feel bad about the fact that he hates women This man hates women so much he wrote a book about what he wishes he could do to us. Of course, a man, quote, saves the day at the end, but really fucks it up and kills an innocent woman with zero explanation. Cool and normal. (laughs) Okay, wow. Savage. (laughs) Yeah. Cool and normal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Also, though, meh. Maybe I feel that way. (laughs) All right, let's go on to the good reviews. All right. So this is short. (laughs) It's a five-star review. I just took one sentence out of it. It was a pretty long review, but this person said, I didn't want this book to end, and I haven't felt like that in a long time. I loved it. Please don't psychoanalyze me. (laughs) (laughs) We won't. Yeah. (laughs) Mine is also short. Uh, It's a five-star review. says, fucking brilliant, honestly. Mary, 
Nadine and Jane are all characters I want to always keep with me, like my own little loved ones. Wink emoji. Creep. Damn, I don't know about that. <laughs> Nothing to do with those characters. I don't want Jane or Mary with me ever. <laughs> For those of you who didn't listen to Tuesdays or haven't read this book, loved ones are what she called her creepy little dolls. So in other words, this person wants to keep these characters as their own creepy little dolls. Yeah. Hmm. Suspect. We're psychoanalyzing you, too. <laughs> hmm. All right, so you... you... <laughs> can't all right, so we've heard what other people have to say. Now here's our backflap submissions. Jess, take it away. <laughs> Want to read a book written by a man? About a woman persecuted by men? Then read Mary, Jess and Alex. Mary, an awakening of what the actual fuck? Jess and Alex. <laughs> Mary, an awakening of shit, who's that creepy bitch in my bathtub? <laughs> Jess and Alex. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> have you ever wanted to be scared to take a shower read mary <laughs> jess and alex so true <laughs> don't put a pillowcase over your head you won't be able to read mary <laughs> jess and alex it's my favorite <laughs> some marys have little lambs this mary has creepy dolls read it or run your call just Alex. Aww, here comes little Eleanor to draw your face perfectly because she wants to rip it off your body. Aw, she's a living doll. Read it for this little angel. Just an Alex. Hey, why is there a head sticking out of the soil? Nah, man, that's just Mary. She's so scary. Just an Alex. <laughs> I think that's my favorite. <laughs> Finally. Read Mary. You'll wonder if there's anyone living in your walls and never feel safe alone again. <laughs> Jess and Alex. <laughs> uh, these were so much fun. <laughs> we had so many of them. For this. The scarier the book, the better the flaps, apparently. Apparently. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. So let's transition into the cooking portion with some cooking tips. For today, we're going to discuss ingredients people are scared to use, but not us, and tricks. Uh, so <laughs> for the first one, <laughs> Alex, what do you have for us? All right. So I have a homemade habanero hot sauce. And for this, you're going to need 10 habanero peppers with the stems removed and two jalapeno peppers also with the stems removed eight cloves of garlic, half of a medium onion diced, half a cup of water, three cups, uh, I'm sorry, three quarter cups of distilled vinegar, two teaspoons of salt, and one teaspoon of hot paprika. So you're going to combine all the ingredients together in a small pot, bring it to a boil, and then reduce the heat and allow it to simmer for 35 minutes. Then you'll remove from the heat and allow it to cool. And then once it's cool, Put it in the food processor, process everything until it's all minced uh, really fine. And then it, it'll it be a little chunky, so you can, you know, do more of the food processing if you want. I kind of like it a little chunky. And then you can transfer it to an airtight container, chill for at least 24 hours, and it gets better and hotter with age. So you can always adjust it as needed, but there you go. That's how you can make your own hot sauce. Mm. Better and hotter with age, like Henry Cavill. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. 
<laughs> a thousand times, yes. A thousand times. <laughs> well, that sounds really good, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, another, well, obviously, we both have peppers up in here because people are scared to work with peppers. Yeah. Um, but I, I took one from Alex's book here because she's a ghost pepper chick. And um, I, I think this sounds pretty delicious. So it's called a pineapple ghost chili sauce. Um, it says serious sweet pain. <laughs> there you go. I'm already sold. <laughs> Rob will be like, no, no. Yeah, he's like, stop giving that. her ideas. <laughs> so it it shows um that you could put it in a bottle, use it as a hot sauce if you want, or you could just use it, you know, as a sauce on maybe like chicken or something like that. Um, this would be dynamite on potato chips. That being said, what is it, Jess? Just say it. Okay, you got it. All right. <laughs> so you're going to take 16 ounces of cubed pineapple. You could buy this um, in a can or so, or you can cut it up yourself. Four ghost chilies, one small onion cubed, a carrot, um, which is about three ounces roughly chopped, one ounce of golden raisins. That's about a quarter cup. Uh, four garlic cloves. Mmm, garlic. One lime, the zest of it. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. One full lime. It says the, the zest and the meat discarded so uh half ounce of ginger roughly chopped a half teaspoon of turmeric half teaspoon cumin quarter teaspoon of cinnamon quarter teaspoon uh quarter i'm sorry quarter cup of sugar one tablespoon of salt and one and a half cups of vinegar and they recommend apple cider vinegar here all right so you put all of this but the vinegar in a food processor until it's um pureed you know you have to pulse it until it's pureed then add it to a pot, put the vinegar in at that point, cook it for 15 minutes. Um, and then, you know, you fill it wherever you want to put it. Uh, it recommends putting in a hot water bath for 10 minutes. I'm not really sure why that is. But um, it also recommends that you let it age for at least a week before you try it. So mm -hmm. I know Alex is going to be trying that and let me know <laughs> about it. Um, but just for anybody who doesn't know, if you're going to be making anything with ghost peppers, you should use gloves because you get that on your hand and then touch your eye and good mm -hmm. luck. And good night. Yeah. Even jalapenos, any of those spicy peppers, I've done that before. Where you, yeah. you, hours later, even if you have already washed your hands, if it's like under your nail or something, you touch your eye. Yeah. You feel like you're going blind. <laughs> I've done that before with a jalapeno, which isn't even that crazy. But like yeah. you know, I was picking the seeds out of it. Yeah. Um, To try to make it a little more friendly for this house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh and I guess I touched the seed and then touched my eye and it was painful. So yeah. I can't even imagine a ghost pepper would be like. No, you're going to think you're going blind. <laughs> That's the only way I could think. And we feel. wonder we wonder why people would be scared <laughs> to use these products. Also, there is um, this, I don't know if it's a myth or if it's real, but uh, if you ever watch the show Chopped, they say that if you have, if one person has too much ghost pepper, they can die. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So. So don't right. do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but if you do have a tip for ingredients people are scared to use, send send it to us. <laughs> uh, send us an email, reach out on our socials. If we test out your suggestion, we'll credit you and discuss the outcome in the future. So as you may recall, on Tuesday, we introduced the ingredient of the week, which was ice cream. And that was inspired by the food that Mary compares killing a dog to. So uh -huh. we were... <laughs> We were each supposed to make something using that ingredient, 
So Jess, what did what did you make or what recipe do you have for us? So I have two different recipes because I'm that big. Um, <laughs> okay. Because when you're talking about ice cream, I like ice cream. I like it a lot. And um, I, I do some things with ice cream. So let's let's go. I have uh, an idea that you could do. You could buy store bought store bought cookies, or you can make them yourself. But Brookies, which is a brownie cookie combo, ice cream sandwiches is the Yum. first one I have. And the second one is a frozen frappuccino tart. So I really couldn't decide between these two because I do like my coffee. Um, and the frozen tart I've made, and honestly, it's amazing. It's like if you've ever had a frappuccino, but in a bowl. Sounds delectable. Yes, I know. And who doesn't love an ice cream sandwich made out of cookies, especially a brookie? So let's talk about it. <laughs> 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 All right. So what you're going to need... Like I said, you could buy store-bought brookies, store-bought ice cream, and just make this simple. But if you want to go all out, um, you could take all-purpose flour. You need a cup of that. You need a quarter cup of cocoa powder, a teaspoon of baking soda. Um, sorry, a teaspoon of baking powder, half teaspoon of kosher salt, uh, six ounces of semi-sweet chocolate chips. Uh, that's about one and a half cups, but you do you and put as many as you like. Okay, half a cup of vegetable shortening. I don't use that. Um, I would use butter in this case. Uh, I've never tried it with the vegetable shortening, but I have tried it with the butter and it's good. A teaspoon of vanilla extract or even the vanilla paste if you can find the good stuff. Two large eggs, two-third a cup of packed light brown sugar, one-third a cup of granulated sugar, and then get the flaky sea salt. Um, I forget the name of the one I use, but it's in this little white box and it's pretty good. Um, you're going to use that later to sprinkle on top of the brookies for that salty sweet. And then whatever ice cream you want. Um, you can get pistachio, you can get caramel, you can get chocolate, you can get vanilla, you can get funky and have whatever one you like. I recommend uh, Haagen-Dazs because they don't have carrageenan in it, but always check the contents because carrageenan is not good for you. Um, and that's in most of, of, of the ice creams because it's in a lot of heavy creams, which is an ingredient in ice cream. So just be mindful of that. Um, you're going to make these like you would make cookies, 350 in the oven. You just, uh, you know, line a baking sheet with uh, parchment paper. You whisk everything together in one bowl, one and done. Um, and then you put them in the oven for about, um, I don't know, eight to 10 minutes or so. And then once they cool, you put the ice cream in between and you have a nice little treat. Um, as far as the other one goes, the frozen frappuccino tart, that's really easy to make. And it's delightful um so you're going to take you're going to make a crust or you can buy a crust um if you want to make a crust the easiest way to do that is like to ground up uh, it, you could take like a plastic bag and ground up some um graham crackers with butter some melted butter mix that up in a bowl or um you could do this like really interesting crust um that's you could make out of flour and sugar and stuff like that so you can even look up whatever crust you want online really then you're going to make your own ice cream or you can buy ice cream, whatever you want to do. But um, in this case, you would take a large egg yolk, a tablespoon of heavy cream, a pint of coffee ice cream, because you can't have a Frappuccino tart without coffee ice cream, and a cup of chocolate ice cream. So that's like a half a pint. Um, and then you're going to have that all together. You're going to put um, you're going to make a caramel meringue to put on top. Um, and that's going to be three quarters a cup of um tablespoon of I'm sorry three quarters a cup plus six tablespoons of sugar a quarter teaspoon of salt third a cup of heavy cream three large egg whites 
quarter teaspoon of a cream of tartar, and then cacao nibs or um, chocolate-covered espresso beans, something like that. It's optional, but you could sprinkle them on top. In a food processor, you're just going to add everything together. You're going to stir the yolks and everything to make the ice cream. It'll end up freezing. You put it in the um, freezer for about 20 minutes if you want or so. And then you transfer everything to like a nine-inch, you know, tart pan if you have it. Um, and then you could, uh, obviously, you have to heat up the crust. So if it's like a store-bought crust or if you're making your own crust, you put it on like 350 for like 10 minutes until it gets lightly brown. And then once that cools, you would put this into it. And you would put your little meringue on top. It's delicious. Um, if you don't know how to make a meringue, basically, you just put it in a small saucepan um, over medium heat. Um, and it takes no more than like five minutes. You just have to have the uh, the sugar dissolve. Um, yeah. And then you remove it from the heat. You add it on top. And it's pretty, pretty delicious, actually. Um, so both way, both of them would be a hit. Either one that you make. Sounds good. Yeah, they both sound really amazing. This is what the tart looks like. No, it looks really good. It is really good. I will say, though, and I, I probably would still like this, but I'm not a fan of coffee ice cream, even really? though it is Rob's favorite. But yeah, I don't know. Not my thing. I mean, if you're not into coffee ice cream, but you like coffee, maybe you could put espresso mixed into the chocolate ice cream if it's once it's cooled and then mix it in that way. Maybe. Yeah. Have you ever if, put chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream into espresso? I think my dad might have made that a couple of times when he was uh, going through his barista phase <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> He's still in that phase. And yeah. of course, he gets mentioned. Brat. I know. Um, but yeah, it's delicious. I'm sure. He's shaking yeah. his head like, yes, it is. While he's listening. Even though he taught me how to use his machine. Uh, so when I go there now, I'll be like, oh, can I get a, a latte or a cappuccino or something? He'll be like, you know how to do it. Make it yourself. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Very nice. All right. So my ice cream recipe is kind of just like a cute little, if you're having a party, this is especially cute for kids. But basically, they're just little ice cream cups that you can make and you can make them festive for Halloween. So you can get little eight or nine ounce cups, uh, plastic, and you can get really any kind of ice cream you want, but you can do for like a Halloween-y look, do mint chocolate chip and a vanilla, and you can make two different kinds. So in one, you can do a little bit of vanilla ice cream and then get those Nutter Butter cookies, dip them in uh, white chocolate. I like to use the Ghirardelli one. We've talked about this a million times. It's the best. Definitely do it. And then you stick it it make like a little ghost out of it put little eyes on it and then stick it in the top and it looks like a little ghost you could put sprinkles and stuff and then with the mint chocolate chip you can do like an oreo or something some type of round cookie and then put like a little eyeball eyeball in the middle you can do like a chocolate chip or something and then stick it on the top and add some sprinkles and it's just like a cute little festive way especially like i said if you're having a kid's party or something for halloween it's kind of a cute little treat that is really easy to put together and looks really looks really cute that's adorable. Yeah. And easy, too. I mean, yeah. you, you can make your own ice cream, like Jess said, or you can do store-bought. I would likely do store-bought because yeah. of who I am as a person. So <laughs> <laughs> It's easier, too, when you have yeah. you know kids and you don't have time or whatever the case. If you're working and you just don't have the time, you just don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, all you have to do is just buy a tub of ice cream. I mean, how much easier is that? Yeah. <clears throat> or, you know, you can go to, like, Ralph's Ices or Carvel, not yeah. Caraval. <laughs> um and get ice cream from there whatever you want to do on your way home maybe 
Yeah. All of it works. It does. So they All right. So if you have a yummy recipe using ice cream, send us an email or reach out to us on our socials. And if we test out your suggestion, we will credit you and discuss the outcome in the future. Okay. So it's time to judge a thing or two or three. And even though we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, you guessed it. You know it if you've been listening. We are going to judge a book by its cover. Woo-hoo! So let's do that first. We're going to each pick a book. The other person hopefully has not read. And each person has to guess what the book's about based solely on the cover alone. Alex, what you got for me? So it is called Red Queen. Ooh. And it's a white cover, cover, kind of grayish white. And there's a bloody crown. Oh. With blood dripping down over the words Red Queen. Oh, that's such a cool cover. Yeah, it's pretty. Striking. Okay. It is striking. This thing was the nostrils. <laughs> it's a pretty crown, too. Yeah, I think it's actually upside down as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, upside down crown, blood dripping out all over the place. Red Queen. All right, well, I'm immediately thinking of the Red Wedding, of course. Ooh, Yeah. All right, so I'm going to say, and I hope, first of all, I want to read this just by the cover and the name. So um, I'm going to say that this is uh, this is a fantasy about uh, a, a coming-of-age story about this princess who becomes a queen, um, and she gets murdered. But the whole book, she tells you that she gets murdered in the beginning, but the whole book, you have to figure out who did it. And you have to figure out who wanted her crown bad enough to murder this queen and snatch that shit and take it over. And there's this one scene, too, where, you know, like these three bitches are trying to fight for her crown. And she's like, step off because I'm (laughs) the queen. And one of them comes at her with some oldest crown that, you know, came from a family heirloom. And she was trying to stab her with it. Um, And things got really vicious, kind of like a Game of Thrones game of queens, game of princesses trying to come for the queen type of shit. Okay. Yeah. So it is a fantasy. It is a YA fantasy. And I think that's about where, I think that's the only thing maybe you had down for the most part. So basically in this world, uh, it's separated into two different people, the reds and the silvers. The reds are commoners. The silvers are the elite and they possess powers like godlike powers. And the story follows the protagonist mare and she is a red girl but it turns out she has powers. So she ends up working at the Silver Palace and they are afraid that, you know, people are going to learn that she has powers and stuff like that. So they make it seem like she's this long lost silver princess and they, she gets engaged to a silver prince, but she's secretly working with the Red Guard, which is like a resistance group, a rebellion group. And it's basically about, you know, the, the war between the Reds and the, and the Silvers. So this is a series. This is the first in a series. I started reading this book a few years ago and I never finished it, but I have heard really good things about it. So I was wondering if maybe I should try to give it another chance. It sounds really good. Yeah, people speak really highly of this series. So I, I hope, I don't really remember what I thought about it. Obviously it just didn't hold my interest that much, but yeah. It might have just been I wasn't in the mood for it or in the right space for it at the time. That's possible. possible. Yeah. Um, but it does sound good. And I, I really like the cover of it. What yeah. are the other ones in the series called? The the author's name is Victoria Aviard. Aviard. Okay. And the other books are King's Cage, Glass Sword, and Warstorm. Oh. I'm not sure if they go in that order, though. I like all the names. 
Yeah, and they all, I don't know if you can see, they all have a different kind of crown on the cover. Different yeah, variations. they get an A-plus from me for their simplicity on the covers, but still beautiful. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right, so what do you have for me? All right, ho. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> so I have Where the Forest Meets the Stars, like mm -hmm. Glendy Vandera. And all it is is a beautiful background. It's a nice backdrop with some forest. We got some fireflies in the trees. And all you see is you're like you're looking up from the forest into a beautiful night sky. That is a gorgeous cover mm -hmm. and a gorgeous title. Yes, it is. Uh... I read this book for the title alone. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this sounds familiar. I feel like you've told me about this book. Probably. Um, all right. So I'm going to say that this takes place in a small town where there's a lot of wooded area, maybe in like the Northwest and where the forest meets the stars. Hmm. Well, I'm going to assume maybe this is like a symbolic thing. So like where the forest meets the stars, the tops of the trees meet the sky. I don't know. Maybe it's like a heaven thing. Maybe it's a book about loss. Maybe somebody drowns in a river or a wow. lake. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, I don't know. Because there's the, the water there. There's like a lake, right? That's reflecting the trees. Is that not water? No, that's literally the night sky. Oh, it's all the oh, I'm seeing a, it's a glare from the computer screen. Yeah, that's it's, okay. See, it's it's the it's the night sky with all the stars. Gotcha. Literally, the forest is literally meeting the stars on the cover. It's such a pretty cover. Yeah, I could see the night sky. I thought maybe at the bottom there was water, but when you put it closer, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, no so, water. All right, um, all right, then scrap that. But I'm gonna say it's about loss. Um. Maybe it's about in this small town, somebody very beloved in the town um, dies tragically and it's they're trying to figure out what happened to this person and they're hopeful that their soul has passed to heaven where the forest meets the stars. Okay. Uh, what genre do you think it is? Maybe fiction with some mystery. Okay. Um, it is fiction. Okay. And uh, it does have a level of mystery, I guess, but it. It, it means it's this woman who um, she's recovering from breast cancer and mm -hmm. she's a researcher. And so she goes into this cabin in the woods to kind of refresh a little bit and mm -hmm. um, do some research because uh, she studies birds um, and she can study them best in the woods. And in her yard one day, a little girl comes by and the little girl claims to be an alien. Oh, and um, she's like, you know, you have to go home. Where's your family? So there's like this whole thing going on with that. And you have to kind of decipher, as this woman does, if this little girl really is an alien or not. So that's where where the forest meets the stars comes from. You have told me about this. Yeah, it's it was a really good book. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, the character development was really good. And um, you really feel things for this little girl. This sounds like it's right up my alley yeah i 100 recommended this book after i finished it i was like you must read this book yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i completely read that book for the title at first yeah it's a really nice title it's a really pretty cover i love anything with like the night sky is always so like relaxing pretty. yeah i bet it's already on your tbr because i had told you about it it is i just went to check because i was gonna add it <laughs> <laughs> it's there already <laughs> yeah it's a nice quick read but it's it's a good one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it made me cry a couple times. So. Oh, okay. We'd love that. All right. So let's judge a bro. <laughs> yes, let's. <laughs> 
All right. So we're going to pick a character from a book and we're going to have to guess, you know, what their role is in that book, what they look like, what their personality traits are. What do you have for me? I have Heathcliff from Wuthering Heights. Yeah. Okay. Um, Heathcliff, I think is the, is he the protagonist in Wuthering Heights or he's at least I think the love interest. Um, so I'm going to say that I did read this book a long time ago and I honestly don't really remember it. Um, but I think he is like the son or the nephew of a really rich woman. And unless I'm confusing this with, I might be confusing this with another book. Um, but I think that he falls in love with the daughter or the, the niece. I can't remember their exact relationships, but I think he falls in love with the, the young girl at the house and they have like a, a pretty love story and I think it doesn't work out. I don't remember. I think because like his station in life is lower than hers, something along those lines. And I don't remember what he's supposed to look like. So I'm just going to say he wears like a, a, you know, one of those like old fashioned piratey type shirts that men wear. Um, <laughs> so he has brown hair and blue eyes. And it's like kind of like raggedy hair, like look like Justin Bieber type hair, like looks messy. Like when Justin Bieber was young, like it's like kind of longish, but like messy and like floppy. Like if they go like this, it flops. You guys can't see what I'm doing, but I was like shaking my head. Anyway, I, is that right? That <laughs> he has Justin Bieber hair and he flops? No, flops. that's not right. It's from the 1800s, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I thought that you didn't read this. So that's why I picked this, but. I didn't know you read uh read it when you were, like a long time ago. But you're right, he is the protagonist. Um, he is an orphan though. He's not one of the sons. Okay. But he's an orphan who comes to stay at this house, and he has a thing for the daughter of the people in the house, but she ends up marrying someone else. And um, there is somebody there though who like loves him. So it, it's okay. a good story. Um, it's actually like a ride. That that book is a trip. So yeah. if anybody hasn't read Weathering Heights, you're in for a roller coaster and enjoy that. <laughs> Is, um, that's that's is, a great book <laughs> is this the one that has estelle in it is she the one that falls in love with heathcliff or that's a different book is it estelle jesus i don't remember anymore i can't remember i know there's Catherine. um okay i think she's the the main one right like she's the daughter Catherine is the main daughter i'm pretty sure yeah okay there's um i'm trying to think i know there's heathcliff there's Catherine. Ugh, i don't i don't i think there's an isabella oh maybe mm, i don't know but reread it it's good okay you know i love that classic era so yeah especially the brontes mm. you know them okay mm. no meh meh you don't love jane Eyre? Eh, eh, jane Eyre's okay i like jane Eyre, and i like okay. jane austen i'm not a huge fan of the like i wasn't i don't remember really loving withering heights well um jane Eyre is better than withering heights but Jane Eyre, um, if you're ever going to reread it, just do the audio version on Audible with uh, Tandy Newton because it's a it's the mm. best one. Okay. She acts it out so well and you love it. You'll love mm. it. Okay. Highly recommend to all. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So my character is Cress <laughs> from the book Cress. Cress from the book Cress? Yes. <laughs> all right. I mean, this would be way too obvious to be the protag. Why are you staring at me? Because I was trying to read your face. <laughs> I know you are. I mean, I feel Sneaky. like if there's a book, <laughs> I feel like if there's a book titled a name, it should be the protagonist. It should be. Okay. Then... It could be something else. Stop like, giving me like the a look. book. It could be a book. <laughs> book. I don't know. I feel like it's obvious, but I'm just going to run with that. That's fine. So Cress 
is it's it's definitely a fantasy crest unless it's crest when the T in it at the end and you're like haha it's nonfiction about toothpaste which then <laughs> I would question why you read this no it is c-r-e-s-s in case okay. you weren't sure but yeah, just making sure <laughs> all right so i'm gonna say crest is a fantasy and it's about this immersive world which is similar to ours but not ours um and it's about a god that dies for them kind of like on a cross similar to cross but crest instead uh and it's this being that gave up his life for these people so this way they could survive and thrive um and the, the world otherwise would have been a, a poisonous, toxic place. Okay. And what do you think this character looks like? Oh, yeah. I forgot about the character. I was just going with the story here. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cress is the guy who dies for everybody. Uh, I think that he is beautiful. I think he um, looks like Henry Cavill. Cavill? Whatever. And I think that um, he looks like Henry Cavill. He's uh, very masculine. He's got, like, a rough beard. Uh, instead of the Justin Bieber flippy hair. Um, I'm going to say that he has like the hair, like that guy that I showed you the other day. Who was that like Keanu Reeves-esque Ooh, beautiful Sam, man? Sam Hartman. Yes, Sam Hartman. Hi. <laughs> um, I'm going to say he looks like him, actually. <laughs> Let's just, okay. There he is. Um, yeah, and everybody's like, no, no, Chris, you know, don't sacrifice yourself. It's so beautiful. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Okay. Well, it is a fantasy, and Cress is the protagonist, but she is a girl. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm sorry. I'm blinded by these men. I had Henry Cavill first, and then I had Sam. So. I know. I was like, Henry Cavill with Sam's hair? Like, okay, thank you for that. That sounds gorgeous. Hi. Um. <laughs> But this is the third in the Lunar Chronicles series, and it's a retelling of Rapunzel, more or less. But she you love your retell. I love my retellings. I, I loved know. this. This series was really cute because it involves like space and stuff. So she's actually imprisoned on a satellite, and she's kind of like a computer hacker, and she's being uh, recruited. There's like a rescue mission to save her so that she can help them with their rebellion against the queen and. It was a really cute book, and I highly recommend it. It sounds cute. Yeah. So not dying for everybody's. <laughs> no, she's not a god. <laughs> she doesn't look like Henry Cavill with Sam Sayer, and she did not die in a cross. All right. Well, well that book should exist <laughs> with that man. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'd watch anything with that man. <laughs> yeah, not even a book. It's just an automatic screen screenplay. It would just be him standing in a corner for 13 hours straight. I'd still watch just it. Just going like this putting his hand in his hair yeah yeah he's like get me up on that crest <laughs> okay. i'm just that's it i'm done <laughs> <sighs> all right so now we're gonna go ahead alex you say it georgia a tit <laughs> <laughs> we first we judged the whole bro and now we just judge the tit no um <laughs> the judge a title <laughs> each pick a book the other person has it read and yeah, we have to guess what that book's about solely on the title. Nothing else. Are you ready? I'm what ready. do you have for me? Okay, the title is The Son of Neptune. This sounds like the Crest book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Son of Neptune. I'm going to say that this is a nonfiction um, about Nas. And... <laughs> <laughs> Nas the rapper? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
last time with his ease. Um, yeah, because he has a song or something that sounds something like that. Probably nothing like it, but okay. for some reason I just thought of him. All right, I'm going with that. Uh, it's a nonfiction about Nas, uh, about him growing up. <clears throat> felt like he was always the son of Neptune. Felt like he didn't belong in this earth. Uh, felt like he was too out of this world. Um, and that's why, you know, the, the book is titled that way. And that's uh, that's what I'm going with. Nas is coming up, coming up and growing up story. Okay, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, but also <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> you you really took me by surprise when you threw Nas out there for a second. I was like questioning. I was like, is this a different Nas? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, and I hey. thought that this one was going to be really obvious too. So I I wasn't going to use it. Now I'm glad I did because that's hilarious. And I wish that Nas would come out. With a nonfiction about his life called The Son of Neptune. That sounds awesome. Me too. Awesome. <laughs> Me too. Nas, if you're listening, all right? We're big fans, first of all, all right? Yeah. Great work. One of the best lyricists of all time. But you need an autobiography called The Son of Neptune. <laughs> all right? Nas, The Son of Neptune. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is a fantasy. And it is the second in the Heroes of Olympus series, uh, which is a spinoff of the Percy Jackson series. Mm. And it follows Percy and some new uh, characters as well. And in this book, I believe they're going from the Greek camp to the Roman camp. And they start learning about the Greek, uh, I'm sorry, the Roman gods. And they are greeted by some new gods that they haven't met before. And then also some new demigods. And it just continues their journey. So... There you that go. sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun series. Yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of Percy Jackson, and I'm really looking forward to the TV show that comes out in December. <laughs> and you like your Greek gods and stuff. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. All right. Uh, My title is House of Leaves. House of Leaves. Okay. Well, I mean, if I go the obvious route... <laughs> It's about a, ha a family that lives in a house made of leaves. <laughs> uh, but I'm assuming that that's not, that's not the case. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. All right. What genre do I think this is? House of Leaves. I don't know. Let's just say fiction. We'll just say it's a, a general fiction. And it does, it, it is about a house. And I'm going to say it's about a family that lives in the house. And there's crazy neighbors. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Always. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um maybe it's like a play on words like you can't leave the house so it's the house of leaves i don't know i'm gonna say that maybe it's a horror you know what it's it's hot it's october technically now it's november but um i'm gonna say that it's a horror novel and they can't get out of the house they they're stuck in the house the house is sentient and it has locked them in and the whole book is just about this family trying to get out of the house and there's some casualties along the way. I don't know. <laughs> so the house of you can't leave. You can't leave. Yes. The house of no leaves <laughs> is, is what it should, it should be called. <laughs> um, okay. It's probably like a fantasy or something. <laughs> it's a nonfiction about Nas. No, shut no, up. Up. no, obviously you're kidding. <laughs> Oh my Nas. In the last like five minutes, the guy has been the son of Neptune and had grew up in a house of leaves. <laughs> grew up in a house of leaves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, he was in the house of leaves. He's like, I know I can be what I want to be. All right, I'm done. Um, so you were right about one thing. You were right that it's a horror. It's supposed to be the, oh. one of the scariest books of all time. Oh, wow. Okay. Is it and about that they can't get out of the house? 
I'm just kidding. No, no. But that would be really cool. Uh, but that would be the house of never leaves. Yeah. <laughs> so. This one is, uh, it's a story about a young guy who, um, he moves into like a new house, I believe. And he finds this manuscript of some family's like documentary. And um, it details experiences with this house. And he becomes so engulfed in it um, that it kind of like, he becomes so encompassed in it that um, it alters his life. And it, it hmm. changes everything. And it's supposed to be freaky as hell. Oh, wow. Okay. Like super scary. And I want to read that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I was going to tell you about this yesterday. And then I was like, no, I'll save it. <laughs> I'll leave it for the judge of titles. So I can tell you about it that way. Okay. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. But the the House of Leaves is written by Mark Danielewski. Um, Just so everybody knows in case you're interested in looking it up. I just looked it up to add it to my TBR. And yeah, when you look at the cover, it looks super scary. Yeah, some people were saying um, that it's like disorienting. So mm. when you're reading it, like you become part of the book, just like he becomes part of the manuscript. Like it just oh, sounds wow. awesome. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I know, but uh, it's definitely scary. We had nightmares over Mary, so. <laughs> yeah. Let's wait till next year to read this one. <laughs> oh, no, I'm done. I'm done with thrillers and horror for the time being. It's been too much lately. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of warnings for this one too. Ah, okay. A lot of triggers. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be like one of the scariest books I've ever read, written. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we, we will be doing it. Yay! Because <laughs> we love it. No. All right, and uh, keep guys keep an eye out for uh, Nas's documentary. I mean, Nas's <laughs> autobiography. <laughs> we'll ghost. We'll ghost write it for you. Uh <laughs> Ooh, ghost write it. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, about the son of neptune in the house of leaves <laughs> all right speaking of uh spooky though with ghosts let's get into our game which today is going to be a monster mash oh yeah excited <laughs> all right so for our game this week we're going to play monster mash the old game of mash where we have to come up with different categories and we have a dice ready a virtual die ready to select a number for us and we'll each take a turn to figure out what our future looks like. Jess, are you ready for this? Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. We've made some pre-edited uh, categories here, some customizations, and uh, we hope we get some and not others. So let's see how it goes. <laughs> the monster right. mash. All right. It was the Alex, monster going... mash. It was a graveyard smash. <laughs> the monster mash. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. So, Alex, you're up first. You ready? I'm going to roll. Okay. I'm ready. Your number is two. Two. Okay. All right. So, one, two. I crossed this one out, right? Yep. One, two. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right. One. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> two. One. All right, so um, we're getting rid of Chris Hemsworth. We're getting rid of Mrs. Butterworth. Sorry. Well, just to tell we're you guys real of... quick, uh, so we have for our mesh, we have our monster mansion, our apparition apartment, our spooky shack, and our haunted house. And then we have who we're going to marry, our job, our salary, how many kids we're going to have, the location where we'll live, what pet we'll have, what's haunting us, and what curses on us. So... Like Jess said, so far the apparition apartment and the haunted house are out, as are Chris Hemsworth, Mrs. Butterworth, and Ghostbuster. So no worths for you. Yeah. <laughs> no worths. 
All right. So you're not going to be a ghostbuster. All right. You're not going to be an entrepreneur. Going to be a CEO of a maple syrup <laughs> conglomerate. Oh no! <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, you're not going to make six cents a year. Okay. All right. You're not going to um get a salary of old Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Sorry about that. You won't have twenty four kids. You won't have two kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> you won't live in Salem. You won't live in the jungles of Madagascar okay. or in Munich. Okay. You won't have a pet ghost cat or a pet talking porcupine. <laughs> you won't be haunted by a ghost cat or Casper's uncles or Stalin's <laughs> left shoe. So. Okay. You won't have a curse put on you that for an hour a day you turn into an egg. <laughs> Thank God. Or that you perpetually poop. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> All right. So you're, you're not living up, up. You're living in a spooky shack. A spooky shack. Okay. All right. You're married to Henry. No, almost. Not married to Chucky. I'm not going to be a witch, but I am going to be a grave digger. <laughs> That's right. So, okay. so far you are not going to marry Chucky. You will be a grave digger that lives in his, well, it explains the spooky shack. Yeah. Um, I thought you like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. You're going to be oof, not paid a billion dollars a year. Suck. Yeah. Instead, you will be paid in 15 forks. 15 forks. <laughs> so I hope you're not trying to get out of that spooky shack because it's not time anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many kids yet, but you will be living in Oklahoma. Okay. All right. With a pet frog that hates you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and you'll be haunted by the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> this is all lining up really well, honestly. It, it, it's making sense. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, all right. So you won't be being chased by crab people from South Park as your curse, <laughs> okay. which is good okay coming back up here uh easy legs aha uh -huh. you will not be marrying henry cavill sorry but you will be married to josh harnett so that's that not works. bad so you're married to josh harnett you're a grave digger who gets paid in 15 forks <laughs> and you have 13 kids Damn. okay living in oklahoma haunted by the ghosts of stone jackson and you will be cursed by love potion all right so i'm spooky chef Living in a spooky shack in Oklahoma with my husband, Josh Hartnett, and our 13 children. I'm a grave digger who makes 15 <laughs> forks a year with a frog that hates us, haunted by the ghost of Stonewall Jackson, and I'm cursed by a love potion. Honestly, this makes sense. I don't know. It's Something not about all this it's makes sense. <laughs> it's not that bad. I'll tell you that. Oh, man. All right. I'm just clearing the board here. Okay. All right, going back to the dice. Here we go. Okay. Oh, and my number is five. Nice. Okay. okay. All right. So here we go, Jess. We're going to predict your future right now. Your number <laughs> okay. is five. One, two, three, four. All right. So immediately out of the running is Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. You must be gloating and happy. Since I you am. can't have, no one will. I am. And then we have one, two, three, four, five. You're not a witch. <laughs> so that's good. One, two, three, four, five. You don't make six cents a year. One, two, uh, one, two, three, four, five. You will not be having 24 children. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four, five. You will not be living under the boardwalk. Thank God. <laughs> you will not have a pet ghost cat. Oh. Three, four, five. You will not be haunted by the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. Yeah, because so he's haunting good. you. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's too busy. He's got too much haunting already going on. And you, for an hour a day, you will not turn into an egg. Damn it. None of us turn into an egg. <laughs> you, you, you were secretly like, I kind of want that one. Yeah, right, man. One, two, three, four. No responsibilities, no issues, no problems for an hour. All yeah. Right. You will not be living in an apparition apartment. Mm. One, two, three, four, five. You will not be married to Mrs. Butterworth. All right. <laughs> you will not be the CEO of a maple syrup conglomerate. Well, that makes sense. Why? Because I'm not married to Mrs. Butterworth. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're not going to have 13 kids either, so that's okay. good. Five, you will not be living in the jungles of Madagascar. Okay. You will not have a pet talking porcupine. Hmm, that's unfortunate. You will not be haunted by Stalin's left shoe. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and you will not be living in a monster mansion. Mansion. Okay. A monster mansion? Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. You will not be married to Josh Hartnett. All right. Oh, uh, one, two, three, four, five. You will not be making four. I'm sorry, fifteen forks a year. Okay. Two, uh, three, four, five. You'll not have four children. Okay. Eight or two. That's serious. <laughs> you will not have a frog that hates you, a pet frog that hates you. <laughs> because you do. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. You will not be under a love potion. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so you won't be living in a haunted house. You will also be living in a spooky shack. We next can get to you. Yeah, we can get spooky shacks next door to one another. That's great. That's oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> three, four, five. You will not be a grave digger like me, though. Okay. Two, three, right. four, five. Okay, you're going to have eight children. Okay, in this little <laughs> tiny shack. In the little shack. <laughs> that should be interesting. Okay, you'll have a pet octopus. That's yes, pretty cool. I've always wanted a pet octopus. <laughs> okay, you will not be cursed with perpetual poop. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Okay, you will be a Ghostbuster by All trade. Right. Yeah. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, you will not be living in Oklahoma with me. That sucks. Sorry. One, I guess two, we're not next door. Oh, unless we use like a port key to get to each other next door. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Okay, but you are going to be cursed by being chased by the crab people from South Park. <laughs> crab people, crab people. <laughs> Two, three, four, five. Look like crab, talk like people. <laughs> you will not be making 300K a year. All right. One billion is still in play, so. Yeah. Five, you will not be haunted by some mean old clown. <laughs> Thank God, too. Right. I know. It's <laughs> looking it up for me. Three, four, and five. You're going to be living in Munich. All right. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four. Oh, sorry. You will not be making $1 billion. You will, for the year, be making all of Edward's scissors hands. Scissor hands. Wow. All right. <laughs> me and you are getting paid. With weird things. Yes, we are. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Okay. So you will ha you will be haunted by a ghost cat. Okay. All right. And you're a ghost buster, so that'll work out for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. So now it just comes down to who you're going to be married to. It's between Chris Hemsworth and Chucky. So here we go. One, two, three, four, five. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jess. <laughs> you're marrying Chucky. 
It just took a very dark turn for me. It did. I'm so sorry. Oh man. Well, yeah. it's I'm I'm stuck in child's play because I have eight kids with Chucky. <laughs> Living, so you're gonna be living in a spooky shack in Munich with your husband Chucky and your eight children. <laughs> You'll be a Ghostbuster by trade, making all of Edward's scissor hands as a salary for the year. You'll have a pet octopus, but you'll be haunted by a ghost cat and cursed by being chased by the crab people <laughs> from South Park. This is some miserable life right there. <laughs> <laughs> it just it kept getting worse and worse. <laughs> Look, I, I look at it as a positive thing because I could have got perpetual poop, but I didn't. That's true. That's true. So, and you could have turned into an egg for an hour a day. Yeah, that's I true. <laughs> or been haunted by Stalin's left shoe. So that's true. I too. think I made out well in the end. All in all, it's not too bad. No, not too bad at all. It could always be worse. <laughs> Hilarious. This is fun. Or this is like bringing back your your youth. Yeah. This was With a this. lot of fun. I used to play this all the time when I was younger. Did any of yours come to uh, fruition? I don't think so. I doubt it. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember what they were. <laughs> you remember the other game, too, that you used to have to make, and it was like an origami yes. type of thing, and then you'd have to open it. And yes. That was Love fun, those. too. And I forgot what that was called, but that was, a, that was yeah. a lot of fun, that game. I don't even remember if that had any. I mean, I'm sure it did, but I don't remember calling it anything. It was just like the paper thing. <laughs> Yeah, I remember it, it being fun. tricky, and then once you figured out how to fold and do them, it was fun. Yeah. I don't remember how to do that, but... Yeah. Yeah. All right. All well, right. Well, that, that was, was fun. fun. <laughs> we did the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise... We did the mash. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. All right. We're going to turn the podcast over to Jess's husband, Doug, for a manly minute or a Dougly minute or a chug of Doug. We tried to get Alex's husband involved, but he's too shy. Maybe in the future. For now, here's a healthy chug of Doug. And now a healthy chug. Of Doug. What's going on, guys? How is everybody doing today? Me? I feel like trash. Body so sore. Feels like somebody just hit me with a car and then reversed over me and then drove back over my body as they took off laughing. You know, it's uh, it's rough when I went from 202 pounds and I don't know what happened. I guess this summer I just stopped eating altogether and I dropped down to about 186 and people are coming up and they're like oh you look so good I'm like no 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 no, I don't look so good all right I see myself in the mirror every day this is not the body I want I'm gonna have to get back on track I'm gonna have to starting today I'm gonna have to start eating a ton more I'm gonna have to go right now go to ShopRite buy a ton of chicken and a ton of beef or whatever you know start prepping my meals because you know you gotta start today you, you lose this week till Monday it's Thursday winter start today I'm going to go out there and I'm starting now because I'm getting back to 202 pounds. Maybe I'll get a little more, you know, maybe 205, maybe 210. You know, I'm not taking any uh, performance enhancers, so it's not as easy for me. Maybe I should take performance enhancers because creatine isn't doing it. You know, I, I want energy all the time, nonstop energy, unlimited energy. And uh, I don't think I'm going to get that from diet. Um, you know, that's all I got for you guys today. Enjoy. 
Stay tuned for the next Manly Minute, where you can get tips about sports, working out, reading, gaming, and other fun topics. Just a reminder to stay after the episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Next Tuesday, November 7th, we'll be reading and reviewing Two Twisted Crowns, the sequel to One Dark Window by Rachel Gillig. Join us then as we discuss the conclusion to the Dark Fantasy series, and join us again next Thursday, November 9th, for another party episode. Don't forget to mark your calendar for our next Book of the Month episode, which will air on Wednesday, November 29th. We'll be reading and discussing Tommy Orange's novel, There, There. And be on the lookout for our next bonus-ode. On November 20th, we'll be reviewing Britney Spears' newly released memoir, The Woman in Me. If you haven't read the upcoming books but would like to, head on over to the link in our bio and get a copy for yourself so that you can participate in future discussions. You don't pay anything extra, but if you make a purchase using our link, we get a small commission, so thank you so much for supporting us. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you would leave a positive review on Spotify, Apple, or whichever streaming service you use. We would really appreciate it also if you could spread the word by telling friends and family about our podcast. And of course, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. We also want to remind everyone to be on the lookout for our live events on TikTok. Yep, we'll be doing some live events soon, and we will post upcoming dates on our socials. If you're just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We're going to be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So be sure to check out our socials for updates and also some bonus content. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. Click on the link in our bio for access to all of our socials, our website, and other links. We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can email us at bookswithcooks at gmail.com. You can also find our full book reviews on Goodreads. These links will also be available at the link in bio. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you. Now let's turn the page and put a fork in it. Because we're done with this one. Snack and in the snack attack. All right. I don't know what the hell that was. I don't know either. Just stop it. Just stop. You want me to stop it? You want me to stop it? Crap people. Crap people. Crap people. Welcome back to the snack. Hope it don't cause no plaque on your teeth. Relax. Just snack. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I make my move, the queen will take me. Take me, take me, take me. Then you're free to check the king. No, Ron, no! no. What is it? He's going to sacrifice himself. No, you can't! There must be another way! I want to stop the shaking again, that's just not Harry, to you that has to go on. I know it. Not me, not Hermione. Yeah.